sense spreading the whole field like that? I mean, did you say you haven't seen that? I don't think I've seen anyone split from sideline to sideline. I've seen people take max splits. Max splits usually are about five yards from the sideline. Because if you release, you're out of bounds already. You know, so you really it really doesn't give you but now if you got fifty three yards to cover, okay, that means that you they've really spread out your defense as much as you could possibly spread it out. And usually the game's played in here. Okay, it's not usually played from here to here, so it's it's kind of unique. Can it play to your advantage in any way? I mean, I mean they're scoring 44 points a game. Uh, I don't know how that could play to anyone's advantage. You know, scoring points is not the problem. I mean, this team, the only reason they've lost games is turnovers. They won the first three games, okay, scoring a bunch of points. They they lost the last four games, and the first three games they turned the ball over once. And the last four games, they've turned it over 16 times. The two games that they gave up, they, they only scored 21 points. They turned it over six in one and four in the other. Okay, so realistically, it wasn't because anyone's really shut them down. It's because they turned it over. And if we're going to have a chance to win, we're going to need turnovers. <coughs> about how tough it is to be a defensive coordinator in this league, but what's this year been like for Campo? having this scheme against offenses like this every week? Well, he's already passed that gray hair stage, so I think he's, you know, he's bypassed that one. But I think that he, you know, you know, he's found this, you know, he really loves the game of football. And I think that I can't say he's enjoyed having to, have to, to go against these defenses every week, but it really challenges you. It really, it really challenges you to try to, tr try to take your players and what they can do and try to figure out the best way to to minimize what they do. It's it, it's a challenge. Does it take a special kind of coach to want to take that on? No, I mean, any coach wants to take challenges on. I mean, that's, that's why we do this. You guys spend so much time together as coaches. He seems like he'd wear one. Do you enjoy spending time with him? Yeah, he's he's got a unique personality, you know. You know, he's got that northeastern Connecticut personality, you know, that I've seen a thousand times, you know. I've seen a lot of Dave Campos in my lifetime. You guys might not have. Okay, but where I grew up I've seen a lot of a lot of guys just like him. So you know, I'm very familiar with 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 his personality. What's the biggest change you think he's brought to the defense? What do you think is the biggest change he's brought to the defense this year? Well, first of all, I wasn't here before, so let me let me just say what I thought think he's brought to the defense. I think that his knowledge, knowledge of the game and and has earned respect by the players, and I think he's a very good teacher. So, I mean, you're not looking to be buddy buddy with the players. You just you just want the players you they know that he knows what he's doing. Okay? And he's fair with them and he's a good teacher, so therefore they all respect him. How's Damon's health right now? Damon Patterson, this, do you expect him to be able to? Yeah, he'll be back this week. We'll see how we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't, you know, he hasn't played in a few weeks, so let's see how rusty he is, and we'll work him back in. We'll work him back in today, you know. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't render a guess to what packages he'd be in and what he wouldn't be in at this point right now until after I see him out there. When I look. Sorry, when, he, when he's healthy, 
What kind of an impact? Can, I mean, what, how can he help that receiver <coughs> the passing game as a whole? Well, he's one of the, he's the most one of the most experienced guys you have. So experienced guys kind of know, know little little the the tricks of the trade, you know, like how to get open versus press coverage. You know, it, there's there's things that young guys see. A lot of young guys come in in high school. No one ever pressed them. No one ever play. They're never on them in press coverage. They're always off of them. So they're always running free all the time. Now all of a sudden you get somebody who's bigger, faster, and stronger than you when you first come in, jamming you at the line of scrimmage. And it's a rude awakening until after you have to learn the tricks of the trade of how to go ahead and get off the line of scrimmage. When you look at the way your defense has performed on the road versus at home, is, is the biggest explanation just the opponents who you play on the road? Well, I mean, you played played K-State on the road, played Oklahoma on the road, and, and Northern Illinois, the last time I checked, they're not doing too badly either, I don't think. I mean, they're, they're, they're lighting it up on offense too. I think that, you know, I just think that, you know, every week is a different, a, a different set of circumstances. I mean, we might go th there this week and play, play great uh, on, on offense, or we might play great on defense, or we might, might not on. We might play bad on either side. I, I really couldn't tell you yet, but I know that every coach that's game planning, when you go on the road, you game plan no different. It's not like all of a sudden you say, "Okay, we're going on the road now. We have to do this different." You you don't do anything different. The only factor that's different is who has to deal with the noise. Because when you go on the road, the offense has to deal with the noise. <clears throat> When you're playing at home, the defense has to deal with the noise because you need to have communi nonverbal communication on your signals in case the crowd's loud enough where you can't hear. That's really the only difference. With, uh, with Kristen Matthews, what point did you realize that you have this kind of multi-dimensional weapon like he is? Well, he played wildcat quarterback here last year. You know, so I did go back and watch the tapes, you know, you know, and, and saw, you know, saw what, you know, that he had an ability to do that. And we, you know, as the year went on, we were looking for more ways to, to do things. You know, and injuries dictate some of the things you do. And all of a sudden you're trying to find, you know, new ways to getting things done. And, you know, Christian has, to, has an, a knack to be involved in that capacity, which, you know, he'll continue to be a receiver that will also be involved in that capacity. Hey, coach, is uh, Tobin feeling, feeling okay? Yeah, I, th I think that Tobin, uh, Tobin should be in good shape. And the other one I was waiting on, but uh, Jake Love did pass his concussion test. You know, I was a little bit worried about that one too, but uh, I haven't heard back yet. I just know he passed his concussion test now. He might still be a little, you know, because he was, he was pretty woozy there for a couple of days. Um, but um, when I heard that this morning, that usually means that within the next, either by practice today, practice today, you know, he was he was still getting checked by the doctors here at lunchtime. So, but I would think that because he passed that, that bodes well for his chances of, of playing this week. You ever been more nervous about one play? Two guys went out at the same time. They're obviously very valuable. Um, actually, you don't even think about it. 
I just hope that they're they're doing okay and you put the next guys in and let's go. You know, you don't oh I just worry about their health. I don't you know, but no. I don't think that, that nervous really came came to mind to be honest with you. Watching uh, Love and Heaney play, it looks like they have that linebacker mentality. Are there personalities like that? Yeah, well, you know, Love was a little bit of a psycho, you know, that oh, that wrestler, and you know, those wrestlers, they all have that little bit of that psycho mentality, as you know. And Heaney, we've all seen the same thing. I've seen as the coach, but you've seen as fans, this, and media that covers them, you've seen them all year long. Playing like a like a wild man on every play, but you had seen it on special teams a year before, so you had already seen him run down and make plays. Now we just put him in a position on the defense to do the same thing, and he's gotten significantly better. I mean, he's he's significantly better now than what he was at the beginning of the year. Still the same this week. I mean, I know early on you were pushing. We've got to get a road victory. We've got to get a Big Twelve victory. But after each week, each week goes by, you have to kind of change that up a little bit and find different ways to. You know. No, um, it's all about winning. And every week it's the same thing. It's just about winning that game. We're just trying to win this game. I can't worry about last week's game. I can't worry about next week's game. Uh, only, only thing I do is worry about this week's game. I think you said that, that was as disappointed as they've been after a game. Me on too. Sunday. Yeah. Did it take longer to shake off, or is that? It's all the same every week. Groundhog Day. You know, you come in, you go home, feel miserable, go to sleep, don't sleep, come, wake up in the morning. Watch the tape and let's go. It's, it never changes. You know, well, I mean, it's, it doesn't change with them either. As disappointed as they are, by the time they leave, by the time they leave, you know, it's pretty much out of their system. Now, the one thing they have to do on Monday that I don't have to do, they, uh, they have to go to class, and good or bad, they have to have the, the student body say, hey, what happened? How bad are you guys? Or that was a great effort. Or you know, so they they have to deal with the outside world a lot more than I do. You know, on Monday, my dealing with the outside world is I have to do that Big Twelve thing for a couple minutes, and then I have to go hang out with Bob for an hour. You know, you know, that brings some sanity to my day. You know, but other than that, I'm you know, I couldn't tell you what the weather is. Don't really care. I mean, I had my ops guy the other day bring me the weather report for Monday. I said, what the hell do I need this for? I mean, <laughs> what do I care what the weather is on Monday? I mean, it could be anything anything you want. I don't really care. Is that their ability to do that? I mean, obviously, you know, you've had plenty of years to kind of fine-tune that skill, but is their ability to do that something that coaches take for granted? Or, or No, I think that how we handle it is how they handle it. I think that if you handled it any differently, like if you if I prolonged it, they would prolong it. Okay, they they would certainly follow my lead, and the coaches staff, you know, they pretty much do what I do. You know, not that I demand anything, but they're going to follow your lead. So I think that we're we're pretty much on the same page. Like, you know, not you're coming out on Sunday. Trust me, 
what you guys don't realize, it's way worse watching a tape on Sunday than living it on Saturday. Because now you have to watch it again. And you have to watch every little thing that happened. You know, in a game, you kind of know most of the things that happened, but you didn't see every little thing. Like, there might be a play where we run to the right that we gained 10 yards, and the guy on the left-hand side might have turned out and blocked the wrong way. But because you gained 10 yards, no one ever saw it. And you're watching the tape and say, what is he doing? Uh, we're running to the right. Where, where's he going? And believe it or not, all, that happens more than you would ever imagine. You know, that, those things do happen. But you, do, you would never see that when you're watching a game because you're watching the point of attack. You know where the ball's going. I mean, you, you know, so you're watching kind of the, the people who are involved in where that play is. You know, so every once in a while, like, if we get hit from the backside of a blitz and I'm watching the front side, you know, normally if I know it's a pass, I'm watching a protection before I watch the route. Okay, but if we get hit, sometimes I'll say, where did he come from? Like, they hit that one crisscross blitz down in, in plus territory where two guys were come running free up the middle when I have Amiji running right across the field with uncovered for a touchdown. I don't know if you watched that play. I've watched it several times. Okay, but I'm I'm watching them and, and I just say, where did how did two guys get turned free up the middle when we're sliding our protection? I just don't understand that. You know, and you'd be surprised how quiet the phones get when you ask a question like that. There's usually no immediate answer in case you're wondering. When your uh, policy's on the sideline with you and you've got headsets on, who are you talking to up there? I talked to Blasco. You know, because Blasco, what he does, see, because I'm the offensive coordinator, I don't ask for a lot of information. I want to know the down and distance and field position. In other words, I want to know, is it on the left middle? Is it on the left hash? Is it the middle right hash? It's on the plus 34-yard line, right hash, second and seven. That's what I want to know. And if he sees something up there that you can't see down there, does he? He won't say it until after the series is over. You know, we'll talk about when the series is over. So what happens when a series is over and the players come off, you know, Ron will, if, if the quarterback needs to be talked to, Ron will talk to him, and I'll say, okay, Jeff, what do we got? You know, and we'll sit there and we'll run through the whole series. We'll say, here's what, here's what they did on every play. So we'll go over what, what they did on every play. And then I'll say, they did what? And, then it, and usually things stay true to form. You know, usually... If a team on third down and two to five plays man coverage, two to five, they usually play man coverage. Usually, they usually it's fairly true to form. You know, usually statistically, when you have a breakdown, it's you know, you're 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 right about 90, 80 to ninety percent of the time. So uh, Damon and Dwayne split some time uh, at the left guard position. Should we are we going to expect to see more Damon this week or? It'll be it'll be or again, and I think that Tim will handle it just kind of how he did it last week. You know, I think they'll both play in the game. I think that was I think it was good uh, it was good for Dwayne, you know, to get pressed by a young guy, and it was good for Damon to play in a game like that and have it not be too big for him. What does that do to uh, Hawkinson? I mean, he's played with Dwayne so long. Does, does he have to change? What does it do to who? Tanner. Nothing. I mean, he's not counting on Dwayne. He's he's telling Dwayne. He's not asking Dwayne. I mean, so, you know, so uh, 
really the left guard position is really is is protected pretty well because you got Trevor inside and Tanner outside. So I mean the communication there usually you know it is pretty good. How are some of those new guys coming along, specifically Aslam Sterling, and how's he coming along? Uh, Aslam probably has as much of not. Uh, more ability than just about anyone we got in the offensive line. Now this week we'll start him at right tackle. Okay, but the problem we have is, you know, he, he's he's been. This is a poor day to use roller coaster as the Seaside Heights roller coaster is in the Jersey Shore right now. But uh, he's been he's had highs and lows. Okay, so there's been times where, you know, physically you'd want him on the field. Okay, but he's got a make sure that, you know, mentally, and I'm not ta talking about intelligence now. I mean, mentally he stays, he stays sharp so that, you know, we don't turn somebody free or have something happen. But right now, when you get the depth chart, if you haven't already, he'll be, the right, he'll be listed as a right tackle, as a starting right tackle. Has his effort been consistent or has that mm -hmm. been part of that? No, effort's been great. You know, as a matter of fact, when he goes home at Christmas time, people aren't going to recognize him. He's really changed his body as much as anybody. I mean, he works hard in practice. That has never been an issue. But, you know, staying on top of the game, you know, when – I mean, this is this is a very cerebral game. You know, for, you know for that dumb jock mentality went out a long time ago in football. It's a very cerebral game. For him to kind of adjust with all that losing weight, I mean, how many – about 30 pounds, is that what he's lost, something like that? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's loving the fact that he's lost 30 pounds. I think he's feeling very good about himself. Michael's been a couple of games in the second half and also started a couple of games. What are your thoughts on what you've seen from him so far? Who? who? Michael Cummings. Well, I mean, he's starting again this week. So, I, mean, I obviously think that he's moving, he's making progress enough, you know, making progress enough where I'm not afraid to put him out there. I mean, you got to give the kid credit, credit for a couple of things. Okay, number one, at the end of spring, he didn't look too good. Number two, he hasn't really played in a couple of years. And, you know, he just kept on working and kept on working and kept on working until finally there came a point where, you know, he gave me an option. You know, it, it wasn't until he gave me an option when I put him in there. I'm not putting him in there because the fans say, well, let's put him in there. I mean, he's got to give me the reason to believe that we can function well with him in the game. And he's done that. That's why he's in there. When you're building the program, do you think it takes a, a breakthrough win to really kick things into overdrive, or are, are players patient enough to see the kind of incremental steps before you get to that point? I think a win, okay, a win helps validate all the hard work and effort they've been doing. Because no matter what everyone sees about, you know, games getting closer and improvement and everything, you can't believe you're, you've truly turned a corner until you have something more definite to show from it. So I think that, I think that winning is very, very important.